0: This is it, Super Bowl 58, Dynasty versus Redemption. Will the Chiefs win as villains over the 49ers? Today, on Locked on Chiefs.
1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome to another Locked on Podcast Network crossover episode, the final crossover of the entire season. Super Bowl 58, Locked on 49ers, Locked on Chiefs. Uh, We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of this one. We've got the biggest storylines, all the biggest matchups in this one, of course, some Super Bowl predictions. I do want to thank all the listeners out there for Locked On 49ers and Locked On Chiefs for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast, today's episode of Locked On 49ers and Locked On Chiefs, as all crossover Thursday episodes are, is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, here we are again, guys, four years later. Crock and I and the Locked On 49ers listeners obviously hoping for some different results this time. We'll get into how those results could unfold on Sunday, but we got to start with the biggest stories. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, fellas, what is the biggest story coming into Super Bowl 58? For me, it's,
0: it's the relief. It's us against the world, and it really is because not only now does no one want the Chiefs to win, not just Niners fans, which I completely understand, but the rest of the league doesn't want to win either. And so it really has turned into... Darling Mahomes and what he can do to, oh, we're tired of this dude. Nobody wants him, and they're embracing it, and they're becoming the villains, and they're happy with it. Travis Kelsey couldn't care less. Y'all booed him pretty good on media night, and he just ate it up, and they are just circling the wagons to go after everyone at this point.
2: I can't wait until the 49ers – are the villain, are good enough to be the villain. The the villain only becomes the villain when people are tired of seeing you win. So I I think that the Chiefs, or the fact that the Chiefs have kind of reached that point in their dynasty and what's going on, I think that's a good thing for you guys.
3: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I I love what I'm seeing from Travis Kelsey and from Patrick Mahomes when it comes to playing this villain role. Uh, It's great to watch. And you see that they both relish it. They both enjoy it. And they enjoy people booing them. and, And that's funny enough to say, but it's real. I mean, they realize what they're doing. They realize why they're getting booed and it's going to continue to be the storyline. You know, Kansas city walks out with a win. It's going to be even worse. So there you go.
1: No doubt. Yeah. It's, it's, you should wear it as a badge of honor to be the evil villain, much like, Obviously, Belichick and Brady were for 20 years in the NFL. If you can have that kind of dynastic run, everyone's going to hate you. The 49ers were that in the 1980s into the 90s a little bit. Um, we've seen that happen a lot. You want to be that team. You want to be the team that everybody else is gunning for, that fans are tired of seeing win out there. By the way, the voices you're hearing there, I don't know if I introduced this all properly. That's Ryan Tracy and Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs. Brian Peacock here with Eric Crocker, my co host, every day on Locked On 49ers. Um, were you guys a little bit surprised by how? much louder the 49ers fans were on that opening night uh, than, than chiefs fans. Cause I've heard there's a lot of chiefs fans there and chiefs jerseys around. I mean, there's already a lot of 49ers fans. It's, it's closer to California than it is to uh, you know, uh, to, to Kansas city, obviously. And uh, there's already a lot of 49ers fans. There might be more 49ers fans in Las Vegas anyway, than Raiders fans at this point, <laughs> Raiders fanhood, I'm sure is growing there, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's a home environment somewhat for the 49ers, but um uh, I don't know if it was more about the fans just wanting to boo the Chiefs or if it was just that many more 49ers fans because I'm sure there's a lot of Chiefs contingent there in, in Las Vegas, right?
0: It has to be. It, it feels so, like they were just happy to be there and the volume of people. Once one starts, it's not a wave. It's It's just a boom. It's a volcano yeah. that takes over. I enjoy seeing it. And just for the record, America, it was Mr. Eric Crocker that called this a dynasty before I did. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I I do have questions about the the dynasty, and and I think I kind of want to start with. Uh, how we view this Kansas City Chiefs team. I think from the outside looking in uh, for most of the season, a lot of people said that this is a down year for Kansas City, a down year for Patrick Mahomes. And you saw them have to kind of maneuver through some of their lumps, try to figure out who that other receiver is going to be outside of Travis Kelsey. Uh, You had Kadarius Toney. He dropped a lot of passes early on, did not help the cause. Uh, You have young guys like Rashe Rice and we've seen how far along he has come. But... How, you know, with you guys, you know, again, I talked about the outside looking in from the Kansas city chiefs perspective, how have you guys viewed this team throughout this entire process?
0: We were still complaining on the week 18, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I look at this and I look at what they did the entire season and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I did not figure that they were going to be having a long playoff run. Uh, it was just, if, the problems that they were having were consistent. It was you turn the ball over, you have penalties, you drop passes. But all of that has pretty much disappeared in the playoffs. And that is a huge reason why they've been able to turn things around. And don't get me wrong, the defense is special and there's a lot there when it comes to the defense. But when you, you know, it turns out when you catch the ball and you don't turn the ball over and you don't get a lot of penalties, you actually could play pretty good football. So, you know, that's where Kansas City is right now.
0: And I think, honestly, the biggest thing. It's been what's not happening in Kansas City, where for you guys, the biggest thing is new additions. Who's stepping up? What's the biggest story for the Niners this
1: week? I'm going to let Croc take that one. I was just going to go there from Croc. Like, What <laughs> do you say is the biggest storyline here at Croc this week that's not grass-related for the 49ers suddenly?
2: Outside of the grass and how they just... Completely screwed the 49ers. No, I'm I mean, can
1: we, that's the biggest story. The script writers trying to screw the 49ers out of another Super Bowl. They want Taylor Swift and the Chiefs to win, putting them uh, in white jerseys, putting them uh, in UNLV, messing up the the grass and the turf. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> I would say that the biggest storyline, you know, has been all season and, and still is probably Brock Purdy. And now it's a, a lot of 49 ers fans. They kind of feel like he's been slighted or he's been disrespected, whether it's uh, opposing fans or the media. Uh, certain labels that they put on him being a game manager as opposed to a game changer and somebody who definitely has changed uh, some of these late outcomes for the San Francisco 49ers. In the postseason But now you get to see him On the same stage With Mahomes I think we all realize How great Mahomes is I went on record Of saying this Is the greatest quarterback
1: Okay Well the script writers here Didn't want Croc To finish that sentence Too no. much Yeah yeah, Way <laughs> too, too much too
2: heat good. for them But I've been on record Of saying like Patrick Mahomes Is greatest quarterback I've ever seen, you know, and you know, you guys are just a little older than me. So I didn't get to see guys like Marino, uh in his prime, Joe no. Montana, no. At, much at all. Uh, but with all the quarterbacks I have seen, including Pate Manning, Tom Brady, those guys were amazing. This is like one of the scariest guys that, that I've seen for various reasons. And I watched him on one leg win the Super Bowl last year. And this year, I get to see him on two legs and hopefully with a lesser receiving core, but it looks like it's coming on strong now you get to see him and Brock Purdy on the same stage. And I think a lot of 49ers fans are really kind of salivating for the opportunity to see Brock Purdy come out on top and people finally give him his credit.
1: Uh, the Yeah, the, the it's amazing what the 49ers fan base has gone through with the quarterback stuff the last few years since we talked before. Uh, before that last Super Bowl that the 49ers and Chiefs were playing in. The Niners decided to to run it back with Jimmy G, and then they said no to Tom Brady at the time. Brady goes and wins the Super Bowl with Tampa. Then the 49ers say, ah, man, maybe we messed that up. Let's go trade up the number 3 overall, get a quarterback. That quarterback hurts himself in his first chance to start, and the seventh-round pick, the last guy in the draft, Brock Purdy, ends up being the quarterback and there's so much infighting and arguing in and, and team Jimmy and team Trey Lance and then all of a sudden Brock Purdy comes out of nowhere and kind of unified the fan base. There were still people that were like no way that you're going to trade away Trey Lance and go with this young guy, right? Like that, that you're not going to just bail on the third pick like that. And Brock was too good and and everyone's bought in. So now that everyone's kind of unified amongst 49ers fans about their quarterback they don't want to hear any slander because they've already gone through so much and and now they're battle-tested in this. And they're like, okay, we've got our guy. It's Brock Purdy. Everyone believes in him, the organization, all the players, the locker room, and especially Kyle Shanahan. Uh, we're not going to hear that he's not good enough to go win games for the 49ers. So that's uh, that's where we're at with Brock Purdy right now. And uh, he's just gaining more and more fans. And it's phenomenal to watch him play. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the quarterbacks and, and Patrick Mahomes. Some people even call him. Brock Purdy, mini Mahomes, the way he can run around and move and create plays, not necessarily the laser show throws, but there was a play at Iowa State where he got horizontal throwing the ball. Uh, I don't know if he did it or Patrick Mahomes did it first, but um, there are some similarities to how they play, and we've seen that pop up in the playoffs. So, guys, next, we've got to talk about some of these Super Bowl matchups, including playoff Pat next. Today's crossover episode of Lockdown Chiefs and Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Nissan and the brand new Nissan Rogue. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system on the 2024 Nissan Rogue. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. And how about the 2024 Nissan Armada? Will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Uh, Toe bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. So take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada, and go find your next big adventure at your nearest Nissan dealer shop, NissanUSA.com. All right, here we go. It's matchups time. And uh, we've seen some game winners from Brock Purdy in the playoffs. And that was fun. We've seen it so many times. 49ers fans saw it the last time these teams faced off in the Super Bowl from Patrick Mahomes. I want to ask you guys this. Is Pat, is playoff Pat a different quarterback?
0: He definitely is different than he is in the regular season. But he is yet again different this season than he has been in seasons past because now it's about limiting any risk at this point. He's here to lead. He's here to squeeze every ounce of everything you got from everybody else on that offense. The stuff that he's been saying to the offensive line is not repeatable here on this show. But he has been challenging everyone to live up to his expectation. And it's not about you know, getting that 60-yard completion downfield. It's about making sure you take what's there, that you execute. You get the first down, move the sticks, and live to fight another day. And that's a change for him, but it's just as efficient. It's just a little bit different.
3: Definitely a little bit different, but it is something that has been a lot of fun to see him not taking the shots uh, and just accepting what the defense is giving him has gotten this Chiefs team to the ability to where they score enough points uh, and they let their defense take care of it. That's exactly what they do in on this team. And he is willing to accept that, that the offense isn't necessarily going to drive how this team is going to play.
2: Chris, you, t- you talked about. Uh, Taking less shots. Is that a uh, something that comes from how defenses are playing them? You talked. you also mentioned, you know, taking what the defense gives them. You know, our safeties maybe playing a little bit deeper because they're playing against Patrick Mahomes. So that's kind of forcing him to throw shorter. Or is he just reluctant to throw the ball downfield because, well, we don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. So let's throw some shorter passes to uh, maybe a Rache Rice or Travis Kelsey.
3: I do think that you look at it and part of it is it's the scheme in, in what they're running. And I think that the defense is you know, playing deep and I think that they're trying to take away some of the deep stuff. But I also think it's Patrick just deciding, OK, yes, what's the chances of me completing this pass? He hasn't been great in downfield passing this season. Uh, he's been better a little bit in the playoffs, but when he has to, he'll throw the ball downfield. But he hasn't had a situation in the playoffs so far where he absolutely had to throw the ball downfield. I mean, look at the shot that he took against the Baltimore Ravens. He didn't have to throw that ball, you know, 30 yards to MBS, but he did, and it worked out for him. He's just going to be a guy that's going to look at it and say, okay, is it better chances than not that my guy is going to have a better chance to catch the ball? Because I don't want to turn the ball over. He hasn't had an interception in the playoffs, and that's one of the reasons why they've been so successful.
1: I want to highlight my favorite matchup in this game, and it's... Kyle Shanahan versus Steve Spagnuolo, and I really think that Kyle Shanahan uh, and it's so important for Kyle Shanahan to win a Super Bowl in his career. It's pretty important for him to win this one with the roster he has, with the team he's put together. You know, when you're the one seed and you can't win it, uh, he's he's already got that reputation. Can he win the big one? And obviously, there's some really good players, really good coaching staff, amazing quarterback on the other side against him. But they've already lost two. He can't get outcoached. And I think there were some elements of getting outcoached in the Super Bowl the last time these two teams played. And one of the things I was critical of Shanahan after the game for, and look, I'm not going to ever say that I'm going to be a better play caller than Kyle Shanahan, right? And tell him what kind of plays he should call. I don't even geek out on X's and O's that much, right? Um, and the my criticism was you allowed the Chiefs and the Chiefs defense to dictate what you were going to do on offense. And I think Steve Spagnolo is amazing at doing that. And he did it to the 49ers in the Super Bowl, and he, th- he just did it to the Baltimore Ravens as well, with how little they ran the football. So, uh, can you guys talk to me a little bit about Steve Spagnolo? What makes him special as a play caller, as a defensive coordinator, and what you expect to see against the 49ers? Because um, I can't imagine he's going to blitz Brock Purdy as much as he did Lamar Jackson, even though I know he likes to send pressure. But um, I think he wants to try to force teams to to do what he wants. And then he's got a plan how to go after you when you do do the thing that he wants you to do.
0: And his plans are never the same. Like you said, he was able to force Lamar into doing what he didn't want to do. I don't think that's his plan this time, because I do feel because of the, the youth of the quarterback, it's going to be more about disguise. It's going to be bait and switch a little bit more in the secondary, I think, with some of the deep shells. He's shown a little bit of rotation against the Dolphins, a little bit more against Buffalo, but there's still a lot of uh, tricks in that bag. And I think probably the thing that sets this matchup apart the most is is the faith. And you saw it after after beating the Ravens, the way the entire defensive squad rallied, not around Chris Jones, not around Legereus Snead or Trent McDuffie or Reed even. They all rallied around Steve and what he's going to let them do because he's going to do something one time. He's going to show you that same look and do something completely different. I actually do think he will blitz a little bit because he feels if he can get you off your spot, he's got the advantage. I just don't know if it's going to be right off the gate or maybe a little bit delayed, maybe into the second quarter.
3: I think one of the bigger things it's. And Ryan, you make some great points, but I think one of the bigger things for them is the Chiefs have gone consistently after guys that have had a very high football IQ and it's scattered across the entire defense. The other thing that's going to play into how much they blitz is Kansas City likes to send its corners. How are the 49ers going to line up? I mean, that's one of the smaller things that isn't really being talked about. Are they going to be in condensed sets like they like a lot, or are they going to spread it out a little bit more? Because if you get in condensed sets, you're going to see Snead and McDuffie probably with, and probably other other DBs as well. So that plays into all of it in the same time.
1: That's fascinating stuff. And it's, it's funny because the way you talked about Patrick Mahomes, and if you're trying to put pressure on a young quarterback, is the game plan to, hey, let's let the young guy, make the mistake first and let's not make any mistakes on offense and, 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 you know, play it close to the vest, run the ball, take the short stuff. And, uh, and that'll be fascinating if that's the way things go. And, and then you're going to be asking somebody in the fourth quarter to make plays. And we'll see if it's a uh, playoff pad or, or uh, the comeback kid in Brock Purdy that are, that are trying to make those plays in the fourth quarter. Croc, do you have any, um, do you have any big matchups that you're looking forward to in this game?
2: I really think just how the 49ers are going to defend Travis Kelsey. That's been a big matchup question for a lot of San Francisco 49 fans. We we all saw what happened last week and how often Patrick Mahomes went to Travis Kelsey. I believe he was 100% on the targets towards him and the impact that he had in the game, whether it was the touchdown or uh, just some of the big plays and we've seen his run after catch ability. So how do the 49ers defend him? Do they say, all right, we're going to take, you know, our kind of biggest, best cover guy, which is Traverse Ward, very familiar with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Uh, that's who the 49ers kind of got him from. And do you stick him on Travis Kelsey? Or do you say, you know what, which is, this is what Eric Crocker would do, put him on the second best receiver, which right now it seems like Reshe Rice is really taking on uh, as that role. And then saying, all right, we'll put Logan Ryan on, on travis kelsey but not by himself we're going to bracket him hey when you guys play inside when you guys play outside hopefully the rush gets there and you can end up kind of taking away a two-way goal on them so uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how everyone with the 49ers kind of works to defend travis kelsey but that's the biggest thing i'm looking to see
1: what do you think guys ryan chris key matchups here in super bowl 58
0: I love those, Uh, and Crock highlighted the the big one there. I'm really interested to see what they do with Warner, if they try to to get on Travis early and disrupt him a little bit. But on the opposite side, we saw Christian McCaffrey really early when he was a Niner, and I think that there's just too much there. The Chiefs have been susceptible up the middle. We know that outside zone is probably the Niners' favorite way to attack a defense, but – the absence of a many who just got hurt in the championship game really changes the dynamic because there's a number of guys that can rotate through there. But if you're looking to find a soft edge, I think that they're going to attack that direction. Try to get Mike Dana out on a little bit too far out, cut back inside. They're also going to miss Derek Naughty, who's really the stalwart run defender right up the middle. So for me, it's it's can you get Mac going against this Chiefs defense? It's going to be tranquil and bold and all day. I think you're going to see him blitz as well to try to take that away.
3: You know, when I look at the matchups, I have to say it's Snead and it's whoever he goes with. Uh, Is he going to be going with Debo Samuel? Is he going to go with Brandon Ayuk? I'm not sure which direction they're going. I think that you could argue that he could go with both guys. Uh, But what direction are they going to send it? Because Snead has taken away so many of the good receivers in the NFL, some of the best wide receivers that this league has. And he's held them to under 50 yards and he's only allowed one touchdown uh, the entire season, and that came in a playoff game a couple of weeks ago on something where I think jo- uh, Josh Allen had like six sections to throw the ball. So uh, he has been playing fantastic. Where are they going to put him? Who are they line him up on? And he's going to travel with somebody. What does that take? How does that affect the 49ers offense?
1: I, I love that one because I think it's the opposite of what Croc drew up earlier on how to defend Travis Kelsey. I think you do take... Uh, you, you take Snead and you put him on Brandon Ayuk and you hope that you have him locked up and you allow 10 guys to rally to the football to tackle Christian McCaffrey and tackle Debo Samuel and have everybody else uh, with eyes on the football, right? And, and, and eyes on those, on those guys. So that's what I would expect them to do. And we'll see if it works, if it does, in fact, go that way. Uh, some more matchups here and, and let's paint a picture, guys, what this would look like for a Chiefs victory, what it would look like for a 49ers victory and Super Bowl 58 predictions next. Today's crossover episode of Locked On 49ers and Locked On Chiefs is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA. Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this. Now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a three dollar or three percent match. That's right. No cap on the three percent match. Robinhood gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a three percent match. This offer is good through April 30. So get started right now at Robinhood.com boost subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info claim as of Q1 2024, validated by radius global market research. Uh, investing involves risk, including loss limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks 3% match requires Robinhood gold for one year from the date of first 3% match must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC, is a registered broker dealer. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, we're going to get to some predictions here for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Um, th- this game is is fascinating to me. I just I just want to piggyback off the the running game stuff you talked about there because. Um, The, the, I I do think this benefits the 49ers because the 49ers have had the most trouble with that crack toss, the pin and pull type runs. And it's something that the Chiefs don't run a lot of. Now, will they see that the 49ers aren't good at defending it, try to take the, you know, the ends out of it in that sort of a way, run away from or, you know, pin down Nick Bosa? And is that how they try to attack it, even though it's something they don't do a lot of? And on the other side, what the 49ers are good at is where, the Chiefs have struggled a little bit, and you outlined that, Ryan. So, um, and the 49ers have have done a lot. You know, you know, classic Shanahan. We think of them with the you know the wide zone, the outside zone. They've been running a lot more gap stuff in recent years. They brought in bigger offensive linemen in recent years. We kind of balked when they drafted. Aaron banks in the second round top 50 pick a couple years ago. Like, that guy, that guy doesn't, that's not an outside zone, get out and run sort of an offensive lineman. Um, and he's actually changed his body a little bit, gotten more athletic, but fits right in with everything they do on offense. Now at guard. And obviously they're so good running left behind Trent Williams and getting use check out there and getting George Kittle out there. So I, I do think this is going to be a Christian McCaffrey heavy game plan for the 49ers early, I don't expect Kyle Shanahan to get cute, but again, I think Steve Spagnuolo knows that and he's going to try to give him looks to try to get him out of that. And then we'll see if that creates space behind the front seven. And if Brock Purdy can uh, exploit that. And so um, that's, it's going to be a fascinating matchup for me guys, because these teams are both so good and you got the boogeyman over there on your side in Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, with a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, 49ers fans will still be sweating. So uh, those <laughs> respective couches will have sweat rings no matter what the lead is for the 49ers unless we're talking about a, a three-score lead late. And then I don't know if it, anybody will still be super comfortable there. Um, and uh, the Chiefs fans should should sweat Brock Purdy because he is the comeback kid, and he's got some special stuff to him. So don't sleep on young Brock Purdy out there, guys. Um, all right. Uh, I'll let you guys go first. Ryan, Chris, Chris. Give it to me. What's the path to victory? What does this look like for a Chiefs to hoist another Lombardi? And uh, let's get some predictions here for Super Bowl 58.
0: For me, there's two things that really stand out. And everything you said about the Niners line, you could say about the Chiefs line as well. Gap has been coming on. They're looking to be a little bit more physical. And I think two things have to happen. They have to win the turnover margin. No matter what, it can't even be even. They have to win it, as in have more. Be a positive. And they gotta have Isaiah Pacheco run for more yards than Christian McCaffrey does. They gotta win the run game. Those are the two big pillars for me.
3: You know, I will. I I agree completely on the turnovers. Uh, For me, it comes down to uh, they haven't turned the ball over. That's why they've been winning, and they really haven't been dropping the ball. That's the other big thing that they haven't been doing while they've been playing in the playoffs. And thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. Uh, But that's the reality. Is that's why they've been able to to get the victories that they have. Is they haven't had those down plays that they had all season long that just killed them game after game after game. So winning the turnover battle, not having more than, you know, one or two drops uh, in, as we all know, drops really matter depending on the down. Uh, so one drop isn't going to be the same as another, but uh, you know, if they do those two things, I think they're in great shape. And I think if they can get Pacheco uh, 18 carries, I think that they're going to be in great shape to win this game.
2: I think for right. the 49ers, it's, yeah. it's not, letting the others beat you, right? Like You know guys like Travis Kelsey, he's going to get his great tight end, maybe you know, retiring as the greatest tight end that we've seen, but you can't let the others get off. You got Rashe Rice, he's uh, been terrific throughout the playoffs, but outside of Kelsey and Rice, nobody else on this team even has 10 targets, right? I mean, you, you look at Christian McCaffrey, he's gotten 12 just in one game this postseason. So uh, guys like Gray, Watson, uh, maybe Pacheco through the air or the Richie, Richie James and, and the Miko Hartman. You can't let those guys have a big play that really ignites the rest of the offense there. I think that would be a big key for the 49ers. Limiting the big plays from those guys and Valdez Scanlon, which we saw last last week seal or two weeks ago seal the game for the Kansas City Chiefs against Baltimore Ravens.
1: By the way, before I make my prediction, I got to ask you guys, uh, is there any indication that the leaked Taylor Swift trick play is real? Is that something that have you seen that? And is that real? No, Taylor is not real. Nothing is real about Taylor.
0: This does not exist. This is not Taylor's version. Okay.
1: I don't This has gotten to 49ers of brass. There was a, It looked like a leaked play. It looked like a legit playbook a uh, play of a, a play called Taylor Swift. I don't know if you saw this one to today.
2: I, I, I didn't see that, but I just heard what Ryan Tracy said with her not being real. And I just want to let anyone out there know that it, it was Ryan Tracy. He's the uh, host of Locked yeah. on Chiefs because yeah. those Swifties, they are vicious. They are tenacious <laughs> and uh, I want nothing to do with them. So Ryan Tracy said that Swifties.
1: Oh, the greatest artists of our time, Taylor Swift uh, and <laughs> Uh, if it's if, if they if they run the Taylor Swift play and it's a real thing, it's a reverse pass where uh it's a it's a handoff to the running back. Receiver comes and takes a reverse, gives it back to Patrick Mahomes, who hits uh hits Travis Kelsey on a a Y like leak or a Y um wheel route. So that's the play. That's the Taylor Swift leaked fake play for the Super Bowl. We'll see if that trick play comes out. 49ers 28. Kansas City Chiefs, 27. The 49ers, for the third straight game, win but don't cover. They win by one single point. It's a nail-biter. Kyle Shanahan gets his Lombardi 49ers first Super Bowl win in 29 years. Crock, what's your prediction?
2: I I hope that your prediction comes true. You know, I've been on record of saying, like I am kind of scared of Mahomes because I think he does whatever is needed to be done. If he has to come back from a score 24-0 in the postseason, we've seen him do that. If he has to come back from a 10 point double digit lead in the uh, championship game and then the Super Bowl, we've seen him do that. I, I don't know what it's really going to take uh, to really kind of slay this guy, but I'm hoping the 49ers can do it. I'm picking the 49ers. All right, I'm picking 49ers. I think the 49ers I think the 49ers have the better overall team. I think they have a lot of talent, a lot of good things. This is the best version of the 49ers we've seen. Uh, defense, slightly, uh slight fall off there. But hopefully the offense is good enough to overcome any deficiencies from the defense. I got the 49ers winning 27-24. And I
1: really got to say, my, my prediction includes the 49ers not dropping a ball. If Patrick Mahomes does throw it to him, you got to take advantage of it. If that kind of thing does happen also includes a Jake Moody missed field goal. That's why I got 28 points, four touchdowns, no field goals for the 49ers in this one.
2: Does does it include the uh, refs not missing a blatant holding call on Nick Bosa? Because that might've been able to win the game the last time they played in the championship.
1: And they will not throw a blatant missed offensive PI call on George Kittle that shouldn't have been called either. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, the good. refs are going to be on the up and up because there is no <laughs> script, guys, and it'll be proven on Sunday. Chris, what you got?
3: You know, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I I, I can't bet about, against Patrick Mahomes, and I have to say, Croc, I know you're scared of Mahomes. The thing that is, I think, one of the scariest things, and we haven't even said this and talked about it at all, Mahomes is actually going into his first Super Bowl, I think, healthy. Like, he has been – you know, hurt just about every other time they played in the Super Bowl. And now he's going into it healthy. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think Kansas City is going to score uh, probably around 24. I think they're going to hold San Francisco to 17.
1: A defensive battle. Ryan, what you got? Last prediction. That's actually lower than me, but
0: I, I see this as, as a blow for blow. This is this is Rocky too. I mean, um, rip Carl Weathers. Like th- this is gonna yeah. go back and forth all day long. I don't see the, the craziness that we've seen in some Super Bowls. I think it's gonna be tactical. Uh Spags, you, you mentioned off the top, Mr. Peacock, Spags versus Shanahan, it just in the evolution through adjustment after adjustment after adjustment. I know it's a little weird, and I don't usually do this, but I think the hero of this game is going to be Butker. I think the Chiefs (laughs) win it 23-20 at the end off the foot of Harrison Bucker.
1: Well, if the Chiefs Uh, win, I hope it's Richie James that's the hero, former 49er and a friend of the
2: podcast. Uh, the 49ers fan base, they can be very vicious, so I'm gonna let them know that Ryan Tracy, uh, does not, oh, and Chris as well, they don't believe in Glock 30. All right, that's what they're calling Brock Purdy. All right, so uh, 49 fans, you guys make sure you find them on Twitter. You guys go get them,
1: (laughs) Brock Purdy haters, (laughs) Ryan Tracy, Chris Clark, uh, and for Brian Peacock and Chris and and Eric Crocker, uh, thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We appreciate all the everydayers out there. We love you. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. And, of course, all of us will be back post-Super Bowl to break it all down right here. Locked On 49ers and Locked On Chiefs.